Hello and welcome to Myth Mondays, the mini-series of the FFS Gyms podcast. That time of the week where myself, Darren Rudds, get stuck into some hotly debated areas within the fitness industry. This week, what we're talking about is eating after 6pm and how we shouldn't do it if we want to improve body composition. Rudds, what's the crack with that? Uh, so this is something that's probably said to me once or twice a month about late eating. So oh, I ca- um, one of my biggest problems is I eat late especially with people who are training in the evenings. Um, The misconception is that if you eat after 6pm, you're going to store more body fat or it's going to have a negative impact on your health. Um, As Dara said in the previous episode, context is really important. So I'm going to look at a few key factors to consider when you look at this. So one would be sleep. So we know how important sleep is in terms of our health, our body composition and our performance. So a better night's sleep is going to one, make you feel better. Two, it's going to make you perform better in your next session when you're trying to drive adaptation. And also, we know it has hormonal responses around muscle building. So, and it's going to have hormonal responses around stress hormones. So you're going to have less cortisol and less stress hormone, and you're going to release more human growth hormone during the evening. You're going to build more muscle. You're going to recover. So, like, that's something really important to consider. So, there's two different ways of looking at this. If you are hungry, but the rule is you're not allowed to eat after 6 p.m. because it's going to store more body fat and you go to bed hungry, you're probably going to have a poor night's sleep. Mm. So then you wake up in the morning, you're going to have more stress hormone, you're going to have had less time where your body was building and repairing muscle mass and you're going to feel worse for that next session. So you're probably not going to be able to lift as heavy, you're probably not going to be able to tolerate as much work. Thus, you're going to have less of a stimulus in your next session to drive those body composition adaptations and performance adaptations. Yeah, so I couldn't agree more. Um, and even just kind of anecdotally, having speaking to uh, DMAC, one of the other coaches in the gym, we're, we're both playing rugby and we would both have early starts um, the day after and we would only get home from training at around 9 o'clock yeah. and we would try and be in bed for 10. And a few times, like I, I may not have been prepared with food, um, and then like I would have just eaten whatever dinner was made and left there for me. Uh, still living at home with the parents. So shout out to Mammy Henry for uh, having some food for me, um, which I am grateful for. But I kind of go with a really full stomach and then I find I'm just tossing and turning and then I just don't get a good sleep. Impacts my mood, impacts my training. Then the following day, um, whereas I could have maybe had something maybe even a bit lighter, like maybe yeah. a smoothie or something, um, just so I can kind of replenish and then go again the following day. Because I even haven't spoken to DMAC. He has that whoop band and he checks his sleep after when he eats really late at night and he finds that his sleep just, he just doesn't get nice, good, deep sleep. Um, he's in and out of it really frequently as well. So it, it definitely has a big impact on my sleep as well as some of the other coaches in the gym as well. That's yeah. what I find. And Alan, when he was on the podcast, Alan Flanagan talked about eating higher fat meals. Uh, it could affect someone's sleep quality as well in the evening with circadian rhythm. Um, I think it's finding that sweet spot and understanding that if you say I'm not eating at all, what impact that might have in terms of hunger and not being able to get to sleep or waking up in the middle of the night hungry and getting a poor night's sleep. Or as you said, feeling like you maybe overeat or you eat a meal that doesn't improve your sleep quality and understanding that so that brings me on to my second point about individual preferences so what a person's individual preference and you can't ignore this with nutrition the reason being is whatever you enjoy is what you're going to be able to sustain in the long run and we know this from uh, research about diets that 
the more rules you place on someone, the more you are restrictive, unless someone eats intuitively, the less likely they are to enjoy it and the less likely they are to continue it. And also we know that different people have different responses to meals. So for me personally, I actually feel good when I eat late at night like a lion coming to bed after a big meal. I, you know, I, I sleep better after a big meal and I probably prefer having a bigger dinner after and I feel like I sleep better with it. But for you, you know that when you have that bigger dinner, you actually sleep worse. Mm. So I think that's really important to consider is what you actually like, what you enjoy doing, really important when it comes to making nutritional changes and thinking about uh, nutritional approaches. And two, well, how does it actually affect your sleep? Whether it be metrics from fitness trackers that can give you an indication plus as well like how do you actually feel how do you sleep yeah after that yeah definitely um again like you were saying context context is king um and i suppose it depends also like socially like where you are in the world so i know like people such as the french love eating late at night a friend of mine lived in france for the guts of about 15 years and he's been back here for the past like seven eight years and i know for a fact that I'll be in bed and he'll be like, like cooking up a roast chicken at 10 o'clock at night, but he'll be in work at like 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock the following morning. But that's just because he's been integrated in that society and he's brought that home with him as well and he just loves it because that's the time his family eats and that's the time that he kind of gets to spend with his loved ones as well around that time as well. So individual preference, I think, is a, is a huge factor that some people need to talk about as well. And you mentioned with regards to you and DMAC and your training, so... And this would be very common with uh, amateur athletes uh, that I know that you train in the evenings. I used to do it as well. You train two night evenings a week, but then you have to get up early the next morning. And what you eat after training is going to impact on your recovery, but it's also going to impact on what you do the next day. So if you placed a restriction on yourself, you're an athlete uh, or even just a, a gym goer that you do a session in the evening on a Tuesday evening and then you're backing up on a Wednesday morning doing your strength session. What you eat after the Tuesday evening session and what you eat before that Wednesday session is going to impact on the adaptation you get from the Tuesday evening session, but it's also going to impact on your performance on the Wednesday session. So context around activity and timing of that is really, really important. So if you've just done a session in the evening, especially if it was something that would have used some carbohydrates whether it be resistance training towards more hypertrophy rep ranges or whether it's any type of conditioning work or sports specific work then your body will have used your uh, your blood sugars your muscle glycogen so you have to replenish that with some form of carbohydrate meal uh, but also your calorie expenditure will have been higher so you have to get those calories in to meet your calorie demands for the day but then also, if you don't do that, you wake up the next morning, You during the night, you're going to burn your liver glycogen, you're going to burn your blood sugars. So breakfast is named break the fast to replenish those. So if you're training at 6 a.m. the next morning, it's unlikely you're going to eat breakfast before you go. So if you haven't eaten enough after you've trained on a Tuesday night, and then you're going to come in and train on a Wednesday morning, it's really, really important that you do eat after that session to replenish your carbohydrates to get some protein in to help you build muscle to help you repair especially if you're going to be then asleep for eight ten hours and then not going to eat till after your session you could be going 14 hours without food between two sessions so that's really really important when it comes to the context around uh, activity levels and eating at night and then the practical context is like eating late at night if you're not someone who's very prepared and has their own food ready after a session or whatever it might be the practicality is it's much harder to make 
better decisions later in the evening one through availability if you don't have your own food prepared things that become available to us quite easily at that time of evening are more processed foods typically ones that aren't going to help us to to recover as best as possible and i see that practically from being in college in the evenings quite late at night all that's available might be you know pre-packed sandwiches stuff that might be you know it's not optimal for your recovery if you're looking at how to recover between sessions and as well it's later in the day if you if you're not prepared there might be drain on your willpower from making decisions and choosing the better options throughout the day like we're all human it becomes very difficult if it's nine o'clock or ten o'clock at night you've come home from a day where you've been at work you've been training uh, in the gym you might have been to rugby training or you might have been in college you know we're all human it becomes much more difficult to make better decisions so i think the one of the biggest things around this is if you know your schedule and you're prepared, it, it becomes a little bit easier to make the right decisions all the time. And if you're a creature of habit, like Rudds, you talked about maybe training in the gym on a Tuesday night and then back in on a Wednesday morning, which a lot of our clients might do a Metcon on a Tuesday night and then a heavy leg session on a Wednesday morning. If that's your routine and you're habitual in that, you should, if you're someone who likes to prepare, have no excuses for having the correct meal ready. That suits your preference as well at the same time. Yeah. yeah. And... Uh if you're doing it routinely come up with your own little routine so it could be a case of you don't feel hungry after you train have a smoothie and then go to bed so then you've got a mixed meal of some protein you've got some carbohydrates and then that helps you recover it doesn't actually fit you don't have to necessarily be hungry to have it but at least you've had something that helps you recover from that session then when you wake up in the morning grab yourself a piece of fruit and an espresso boom get in there and train and you've got some carbohydrates to go ready and hit your strength session the, the line the line is well rested <laughs> from the night before and coffee the, next morning and then the last thing to talk about is total calories so total calories is really important because the amount you've eaten during that day will impact whether or not you need to eat after 6 p.m so as you talked about if you were late at night at college and uh, you didn't necessarily have food with you but if you haven't eaten enough that day even if it is a pre-packaged sandwich even if it is whatever food is just food at the end of the day there are better choices but if you just haven't eaten enough that day eat something get a good night's sleep wake up the next morning and then you will be able to train better plus you're giving your body the energy demands of what it's burned um, so to wrap up, I think the big things to understand is not eating after 6 p.m. is oversimplistic. It is very rigid, and we know that very rigid things tend to have uh, impact on whether or not someone can sustain it. And if it's right for the person, important things to consider is how it affects your sleep, uh, the how it affects your performance and your recovery, how it affects your individual preferences, how it affects your around your activity level what is your activity schedule around that and then the last thing is your total calories how much you've eaten that day and what your body's energy man demands are um hope you've enjoyed this hope it's helped to clear up some questions you had about whether or not you can have your dinner tonight and if you want to get in touch you can reach out to us uh, on social media or through the website um, and we'd be happy to help well,